will find you. And I will kill you. Yeah. I am the walrus. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Mrs. Robinson, you're trying to seduce me. <laughs> Aren't you? Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Just been revoked. Open the pod bay doors, Tom. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Because it is my name! I see Dave. Today, Junior? Ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Like scary Uh huh. What's your favorite scary movie? The price is wrong, bitch. I think we've made it very well known how, <laughs> how we kind of feel about the series in a whole. But uh, to kind of score the the, the series uh, as a whole, and I know we didn't really, I don't think we really did it with WandaVision, but I think like for me, WandaVision was like probably a four or four and a half out of five. Like I thoroughly enjoyed it. It had some issues, but uh, I was its strong point was writing you know that they mm-hmm. they pretty much addressed everything that they had set up and and things that they wanted to explore the facts that it was tying into dr strange too uh you know so like it, it had its purpose it had its its feeling yeah if i was gonna score one division especially now having seen falcon winter soldier i'd give it a five yeah yeah and uh falcon and winter soldier season one or maybe it's now rightfully titled Captain America and the Winter Soldier, which I didn't dislike that. Yeah, that, that was fine. Because like it, it, it was encompassing that journey. It was showing he was Falcon at the beginning and he's become Cap at the end. Uh, but as the series or season as a whole, I think I'm landing on a three and a half, which might be a little generous. Um, it started out really strong. I mean, I was after episode one, I was like, yes, I need more. Yeah, it felt like a little weighty with with the pacing of of Sam's family drama. But I'm excited. I want to see where this is going. I'm all in. Episode two continued that momentum. There was less issues there, uh, except that we just didn't really have, again, a compelling enough understanding of the Flag Smashers and what their purpose was. Episode three continued it more with bringing Zemo back. And it was like, okay, but now you're introducing Madripoor, the power broker. Uh, No, the Flag Smashers are this and John Walker's doing that. And and, you know, Sam and Bucky are doing this. 
And so it was like, okay, I'm starting to get a little concerned. And then episode four really hit that downturn for me where it was just an episode. I did not like, uh, things. There were good things in it, but story wise, uh, pacing wise, it it didn't do anything that alleviated the concerns that I was starting to feel in episode three. Episode five certainly didn't help that out any. It was a better episode, but it didn't improve on the things that needed to be fixed and up from episode four and episode six ultimately just is an end to the mediocrity that we started <laughs> to get in that second half. Uh, ultimately, I feel like it should have been a 12 episode season. Um, it would have given enough time to develop Walker more. We could have gotten some uh, background or uh Uh, flashback scenes with him and his service with Lamar to understand more of how complex he is. Uh, We could have gotten more empathizing or humanizing of Carly. Uh, We could have gotten more great Zemo dancing in the club scenes. (laughs) Um, You know, we, it just, it it could have fleshed out also more. I think that ended up getting shoved under the rug. Uh, Bucky's, um, you know, coming to acceptance that he's a different person. Now he is no longer, necessarily the bad winter soldier uh and coming to terms with again i think a a very missed opportunity on his coming straight with yuri um sharon we could have gotten more complex maybe understood more why she's the power broker uh more of what happened to her after she came back because we got to remember this has only been six months that's not oh by the end of the series it's probably more like a year but six months ain't a whole lot of time and yet yeah. somehow oh. she was able to infiltrate Madripoor's oh. criminal underbelly and become the most powerful person within Madripoor. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You got Val, you got, you know, all these other mitigating factors that just really hurt it. And again, I don't think the press releases or the press stuff about Oh, they might do a season two. Oh, Feige hasn't ruled out a season two. Sebastian Stan says he would be down to play Winter Soldier forever. It's done nothing. It's done nothing but aggravate what's going on as a problem within the show. Because if you announced a season two before the end of this this episode release, then I'd be like, okay, I can be okay with a lot of these plot holes or these um plot lines that have not been addressed or feel underdeveloped because then at least I know I'm getting a second set of six episodes somewhere down the road that they can explore those storylines in more depth. But ultimately, uh, even though it's a 3.5, which is a very mediocre score, uh, I will say that this is a failure on the Marvel cinematic universe, TV universe. I say they're one for two right now. I think Loki is going to be fine, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't (laughs) have that like unearned confidence that I had after WandaVision because I thought if this is how they're going to do these shows, I'm all in for it. And I get the, you know, political connotations with Captain America and, and all that stuff. But I felt like they just went so far into the politics that, a normal viewer might get turned off just by that alone. Um, will I revisit it? Probably. I mean, I revisit Captain Marvel from time to time. So 
I'm I call me a sadomasochist, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but I ultimately I love these characters and I love comic books. So I'm going to revisit them, even if I hate them, just because they are what they are. It doesn't even though I have issues, it doesn't necessarily invalidate its position within the MCU or what it's done with its characters. But it does make me concerned where these characters are going to go from here. Uh, so that's my long-winded uh, <laughs> thoughts about the the series. So Leslie, wh- what about you? Back. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, for the season as a whole, I'd probably only give it a three. I wasn't that impressed with it. Um, I'm just sitting there, just trying to think while you were talking too, just like thinking about what do I want to point out. I uh, even even in like listening to your recap of all the different things that they did. It was a lot, but I still feel like maybe the main fault is is really in the writing and plotting it out well. Yeah. It almost it almost kind of feels like a pantser thing and not a plotter thing where they just kind of like threw all the ideas on the table and didn't really know where they were going to go and just kind of followed it. But I don't know. Maybe it really, really needed to be like a 12 or even maybe like an old fat old style, like 24 episode sort of a thing, even short episode sort of a thing just to to really flesh out their story. Of course, I think that would have been way too long for what they're trying to do. Um, highlights, because you did it's <laughs> critics and cynics, right? So you yeah. did the cynical part. Let's do highlights. Zemo is amazing. I want to see them to get, um, was it Daniel? Daniel Brule. I want him more. He was yes. awesome. He was fantastic as Zemo. I loved it. You know, I, I want to know if they're going to bring Zemo back for more. We know he's in that same prison that they were in. I want to see more from him, even if he's, you know, like a low-level bad guy in another movie or something or somewhere he shows up in somebody else's show I'm excited for that. I kind of wanted more of an in credit scene with him. I, you know, you you got his thing with the butler like blowing up the, the ship or not the ship the the uh, truck they were on, but I kind of wanted more of an in credit scene than just like the pathetic one we got with Sharon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I like wasted in credit scene. I, I fast forwarded all the way through all of the credits just to make sure. Well, and do you was, know? little side note here. Do you know how there's a good way to know how there's not an end credit scene or nothing else. If you let it ride a little bit, it will eventually show you a like next suggested uh, show like uh, from it keeps doing WandaVision because of the Marvel stuff. Uh, So uh, that's one way I've been testing it. If if it's still (laughs) full screen. That means something's something there, but then once it goes to that, that means well, there's nothing Well, I figured else. once I got to the um, to the foreign credits, yeah. about I was like, okay, there's definitely nothing else because now we're going through the foreign credits. But anyway, highlight Zemo. Let's uh, let's highlight Bucky. I like Sebastian Stan. I my favorite role I've actually seen Sebastian Stan in is in The Martian, but you know, and he's not in there that much. But hot tub well, time machine. <laughs> I fantastic as as the, he's a in hot tub time machine he is a um oh god what is he he's he's a like ski uh lifeguard type thing but he's also obsessed with red dawn and so he thinks that like the russians are invading during because of the the people that travel back in time stuff it, it, but it's absolutely hilarious well sorry 
<laughs> I like him as a Winter Soldier too. I'm like yes. I've loved everything that he's done here. I would love to see him cast as young Luke. Yes. <laughs> like cough cough Star Wars Star Wars. I would absolutely love that. That would be fantastic. It probably won't happen, but that would be my dream. It's probably he would probably be okay with that too. But you know, also all of um, Anthony and and um, Sebastian's like buddy interviews and things on YouTube. Absolutely hilarious. They have fantastic um, chemistry. They, I think that's a really good press as far as press for the show. You know, that they are so funny. Any other highlights? Mm-hmm. Because everything was so disappointing. I'm going <laughs> through my mind. <laughs> like, what else do I want to point out? You know, seeing the Dormelage was, was fun for a few yeah. minutes. You know, that was nice. That I enjoyed that. <laughs> that was my little bright spots. That was so nice for those three minutes they were on screen. Well, how about the uh, the return of the line? You're not going to move your seat, are you? Uh, uh, when, that was great. When they got that into like good. Zemo's car. That was good. I liked. <laughs> I liked. Um, as far as the filming the shots, I liked how they did a lot of shots that went back to different um, Captain America movies. That yes. was really cool. That I liked. I appreciated those callbacks. I don't know. I can't think of anything else good that I really, really enjoyed. <laughs> everything else, everything else, I've said it before. I don't want to beat the dead horse. It all starts from the premise of, of episode one of the plot with the world being flip-flopped. I think if they switched it, it would have been more compelling that way, et cetera, et cetera. I'm disappointed Batrock got shot. I want him back. That was disappointing. You know, Sharon was disappointing. Carly was disappointing. Let's just move on past all of that. <laughs> um, if there's a season two, I'll watch it. Yeah, you know, and and see, you know, maybe I'll be happier with it. But I don't know. I have really high expectations for Loki. I'm trying to like Temper not them a little yeah, bit. because <laughs> well, I, just because you, when you have such high expectations for something, you don't want to be disappointed. So you're just trying to like temper it so it's not so high that the show will never be able to meet them. I but, wonder. Um... I wonder if that's what happened, not necessarily for you, but maybe for me in this in this case, because I think I because and I'm weird because I like the characters that are kind of the most patriotic in the comic books, like Superman's my favorite DC character and Cap, even though like I'm not as well versed in Marvel comics as I am DC comics. Uh, Cap was always kind of my favorite character from there. So when I, you know, started with when I started doing the Captain America films and stuff, I even own a DVD rip of the really bad 90s movie with uh, <laughs> J.D. Salinger's kid who plays him. And the fact that his cowl was like so hard that they couldn't cut ear holes into it. So they had to glue rubber ears, ears to make it look. Yes. <laughs> uh, and that the red skull was actually Italian or something. And, uh, but it, it, I even own that co- copy of that movie, but, uh, I, I, I loved what they established within the MCU. And I loved, uh, you know, Anthony Mackie coming in as Sam and their relationship together and all of that stuff that like, when, you're telling me you're getting a show with Bucky and with Sam and it's about, you know, kind of about Cap's legacy. I I've got these expectations in my head and I thought that the first three episodes were living up to it and then it just fell off. And so maybe that's what happened with me, uh, that I did have higher expectations. I I like you Loki. I kind of do too, but mainly because Tom Hiddleston, 
Like, yeah. I'm not, it's not the writing or anything that makes me like, yes, Loki's <laughs> going to be amazing. It's Tom Hiddleston. Right, because he's a fantastic actor and he is amazing in Thor the Dark World. And that's like probably my least favorite of the <laughs> Thor movies. And he's what makes it. He's the best bright shining star of that movie. Yes. So him and then also with is, is Owen Wilson and that and that yeah. combination of that show. I'm like, this is going to be great. I have high comedy expectations. Well, um, and it, I don't think it's going to be constrained to anything since they're yeah. doing different timelines time, and stuff. Time like variance. That. Yeah. Uh, with this one, I don't know that I had really super high expectations. I was just kind of, I think from the trailer, thinking more um, funny buddy cop sort of a thing. Yeah. Like, is more, especially given that the relationship between Sam and Bucky that we've seen, I was kind of expecting a little more of, like, them going on adventures, kind of, I hate you, buddy cop, but I actually like you, you know sort of sort of a dynamic and then maybe coming up against their big bad which would be like you know i get like one pick one of the <laughs> villains like zemo or the flag smashers preferably like zemo villains no <laughs> like <laughs> I, I was expecting that he was going to keep the shield number one maybe right. not use it the whole time but he was going to keep it so we don't have to do this whole john walker thing we don't have to do the whole flag smasher thing. Just something happens with Zemo. He gets out, whatever. They're going to buddy cop. We got to get Zemo. We got to get him back. Maybe do the Sharon thing, but do it better than you did. Right. Like, that's kind of where my expectations were with the show, and it was just all over the place. So that's what I was saying. Marvel, hey, just just freelance us and, you know, just, <laughs> just pay, us, pay us a nice amount. Don't have to be like hundreds of thousands of dollars or anything, but we'll just spitball ideas and maybe, maybe you'll take one and, and then use it for your own nefarious be purposes. Amazing. Um, but yeah. They it, use my blood idea. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that, you know, it just ultimately comes down to they failed in the writing and therefore they failed the characters and to an extent the actors, I think. Like, Honestly, I think Emily Van Camp, if I were her, I'd be like, I'm done. Like, I don't want to come back to this because you started me out as an interesting, complex character. I was supposed to probably have a character arc with uh, Steve. You rightfully or wrongfully kind of screwed that up with Endgame. And um, now you've made me a villain. And yet you're still short timing me on scenes and character development and you know, she's a very talented actress. And I, I just think like they really just shorthanded her and, um, you know, it just it didn't make it compelling enough for me. So I wouldn't blame her if she would just be like, now nah, I'm yeah. done. Like, oh, I'm yeah. not coming back. It's it's not that often that I feel like the actors themselves have done a bad job. No, you know, like that doesn't happen very often. You usually can tell that like the actors doing all they can, but they can only do so much with the writing. Yeah. And, and, uh, the one place where the writing was probably the strongest was Zemo because uh, maybe he was it was fantastic. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe that was just Daniel Brühl elevating <laughs> the material because like any scene he's in, he's got it down. He plays the part perfectly and he, he stole the show. Oh, and yeah. I mean, it, it became Zemo and nobody else, you know, <laughs> like, like, yeah, from, from like one episode, it was like, this is the Zemo show. I'm here yeah. for it. Let's go. Um, but yeah, it, it just, 
it's really saddening. I, I don't want to chalk this in the last column for the MCU and for Marvel, but I am I am really kind of disappointed. You know, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Because yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>, so, <laughs> that's always the worst one to be is disappointed. Um, you know, no kid likes being told that their parent is disappointed in them. It, it, I just we know they can do better. They have done better. You've seen Wa- them. Yeah. Wa- WandaVision. I mean, I think that's probably also what played a factor into me being so let down is I loved WandaVision so much. Well, even in the being, wrap up. Sorry to cut you off. No, but like the, the wrap up of WandaVision and their in credit scenes were so good of setting up things that are to come. Yeah. You know, the very end credit scene with her going off and we know that's leading straight into Doctor Strange, the end credit scene with Monica, you yeah. know, and we're like, she's going to be the next Captain Marvel. She's probably going to call herself Photon. And like, we're setting up her character. There was so much great, amazing things that like, that was so good. And this is just like, eh, you yeah. know, eh. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't hate it. It's not the worst thing I've ever watched in the world. I'm not in love with it. It's not one I'm going to go back to. Like, I got to go back and watch that again. Like, eh. Yeah. It, it, well, and again, that was one of our, our kind of constant criticisms was the fe- lack of feeling connected. Yeah. Um, you know, like there was no kind of e- even any kind of callbacks to WandaVision. You don't need a 20 minute scene or anything like that. You just need a news report, even in, I, I know it say, sounds like outdated, a newspaper, a newspaper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, like a newspaper uh, sitting on the stand, like weird thing happened in or Westville or Westview. Even better, a newspaper article on an iPad. <laughs> you know, so, but yeah, something, hell, a Daily Bugle article, you know, something, you know, just even connected to Spider-Man. And, but we knew, we knew that WandaVision was going to be tying into movies. We don't know what Falcon and Winter Soldier ties into or sets up. Like that's, yeah, that's part of the, the problem. Next Captain America movie, if there's going to be one, it's going to be Sam. Like, because this was a, it it should be, but for me, this was a really weak outing. I wouldn't want to start off with this. If this had been like his movie, six hours, obviously, but if this had been his movie, it would not. And and again, not to the fault of the actors, right? but to the fault of the writing, it would have been an awful movie. Oh yeah. Terrible. I mean, even Rotten Tomatoes probably wouldn't have been able to save it, even with all the janky (laughs) stuff they did. Um, so I think that we've, like you said, I, I don't even know if it's a dead horse, uh, as much as a dead pulp of stuff at this point, um, cause you've pretty much beaten pretty hard. And I, I, if anyone has ever thought that any of our reviews have been just overly too positive and not, you know, in any sense critical, <laughs> we'll just refer them to these <laughs> few episodes. Um, but one thing we do want to kind of announce, cause this kind of spurred it also, you know, we got a little bit of a break now until Loki uh, comes out in June, but we are going to kind of do a Marvel Cinematic Universe review. And by that, we're going to be covering, I think, once a month, uh, the films in release order. So we'll start off with Iron Man. Um, so we'll probably get that out in May. Uh, and we're just going to go through each of the films probably, well, by the 
uh, how many films are there now? Like 20? Like 20 something? By the, by the time we'll get it, the, the next like sixth Avenger movie will be out. <laughs> but we'll try to, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do with the schedule. But uh, we figure since we've been, you know, focusing on Marvel a little bit, you know, this would be kind of a fun little project to do and, you know, not do them all at one time. And we haven't covered all of them on the podcast. Uh, I don't even think we've covered Infinity War or Endgame on the podcast. So uh, it'll be fun, I think. And, uh, you know, Leslie and I have been geeking out about, you know, Marvel <laughs> stuff for a long time. So I think it's going to be really fun to have those conversations back and forth and Go find back out to the other ones and find and what, out where you were, what you were doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. I remember I seeing Iron Man in 2008 in a packed theater where we were lucky to get seats and just everyone's vibe. And then you get that in credit scene with Sam Jackson and you're like, Ooh, and not knowing what this would lead to, yeah, you know, gonna come. Yeah. so, uh, all right, guys, I think that's going to do it for this week. We gave you a nice long one here. Um, <laughs> uh, so we're gonna, we're gonna call it an episode. Uh, if you have differing thoughts or differing views on our thoughts on this show, please write on to critics, not cynics at gmail.com. I didn't see any emails as of recording. So, Maybe people agree or maybe people just aren't really paying attention, but uh, we would like to hear what you guys had to think about this season. Uh, maybe you guys liked it more. Maybe you thought that it was more compelling or that it, it did a better job than what we thought. And we'd like to hear those arguments because we're seeing it from our perspective. And mm-hmm. I like to you know hear everyone else's thoughts. Um, but if you're not following the podcast on Twitter, you can follow us at um, Critics and T-Cynics or follow us on Facebook at Critics Not Cynics Podcast. We are on basically every podcasting app out there. We're on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, Audible, Amazon Music. So there's no excuse. Go listen to us on one of those. Share it out to your friends. Make your deaf grandmother listen to it so we get more listens. <laughs> you know, basically share it. If you like what if you like what we do, just share it out. Just let people know. Uh, I think we're. We're, we're approaching things from a different uh, perspective than most reviewers out there. And I like what I like what we do. So um, with that said, uh, we will talk to you guys next time. <laughs>